City Rev Life podcast. We are joining you on Independence Day, 4th yes. of July. and A special Tuesday edition. Yes, normally released on, on Wednesdays, but we're releasing on Tuesday just for you guys and for 4th of July. Yeah, right? that's right. That's right. Excited yeah. to be here. And we're going to be talking about uh, Independence Day and patriotism and what that looks like in the Bible and how we should approach it. Is sure. that right? Sure, yeah. So the... The person who's listening to this, maybe you are listening to it on the 4th of July. Maybe you're listening to this, Probably I don't after. know, months later. <laughs> who maybe, knows? maybe they're committed and they're listening to it, 4th of July. Morning. Right. You're hardcore. Yeah. You're subscribed to the City Rev Life podcast. Uh, but w- whatever day of the week or day it might be, yeah, we're having a conversation about patriotism. W- what yep. does that look like? Uh, what's a biblical way of approaching this concept of patriotism? Yeah. And maybe to start, maybe you have some Chade's family traditions that you guys do on the 4th of July? Like what, yes. what do you guys typically do? We are a 4th of July beach family. Oh, so we, we do the beach on 4th of July. Are you okay. upset at me? Like, no, I'm not upset judged. at you. Um, we're anti-beach on the 4th of July. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> we don't this like crazy. We, yeah, we don't like the crowds and uh, fighting through the mess. Sure. Sure. I respect that though. Okay. You got a lot of patience, I'm sure. So we, we enjoy going to the beach on 4th of July. It's just kind of become this thing in our family. And uh, we, you know, I love the 4th of July. Um, lighting fireworks as a kid, I have such fond memories of mm-hmm. that. Uh, I remember being scared of my uh, my buddy who was way too loosey-goosey <laughs> with the fireworks. Would he like hold it and launch it? He would it? do all sorts oh, of crazy yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, that scares me too. Every year uh, on July 5th, there are news reports of Of all course. Of all of the fingers that are lost. Yes. Yeah. Damage that's done to properties. Exactly. Yeah. We, we typically will, we hope and pray that a family member or friend will go all out and get all that fireworks. We'll mooch kind of. <laughs> um, so that's typically what we would do is go hang out with a friend or a family's house. Yeah. Um, otherwise we'll do sparklers at our house and just hang out with family. Yeah. Um, this year we're just, we're doing just that, hanging out with the family. And then I think we're going to go over to a park, Fun. watch their fireworks. They're going to have bounce houses and food trucks for the kids. And so that's Very what cool. we'll be doing this year. Looking forward to that. That's good. So Independence Day presents Christians, I think, with a great opportunity for us to think about our engagement with our nation, to think of ourselves as citizens of heaven, first and foremost, but also citizens here on earth Mm -hmm. of the nation we find ourselves. So uh, the way I want to just talk about this is I want to just define what do we mean by patriotism Mm -hmm. and what's a what's a healthy way to be proud of your country, to be grateful for your country. And then we're also going to talk about just some unhealthy ways. Um, because like with everything, there are healthy ways of approaching certain things and there's unhealthy ways yeah. to do it. And so even the people who are listening right now, what's so cool about South Florida is the mix of cultures. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm Cuban American. My mom was born in Cuba. My dad, my, my grandfather, my dad's side, grandfather and grandmother, uh, abuelos were born in Cuba as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, my family is about as patriotic as you get in terms of just being so grateful for this country mm-hmm. and uh, the opportunities That's that thing. the United States has provided my family who fled uh, Cuba. Uh, it, you know, it's just tremendous. And I'm so grateful for my grandparents' courage to come to this country. Mm-hmm. But I think what's universal is regardless of where your family's from, there's just this instinct for to this pride in your in your your culture and where you're from to be grateful for it and uh, 
So, you know, I know, I know Melanie's got her Cuban American heritage as yeah, well. And my, we're we're my proud wife, of that too. My yeah. wife's Cuban. I'm not. You're not. I'm a, I'm a mutt. I'm a gringo. Well, Slaughterback. Know. I mean, that's hardcore yeah, German, right? It's, yeah, my last name's definitely German. So I haven't done one of those DNA tests because I'm, I'm honestly kind of nervous what I might find. You know, <laughs> when, when exactly did we get over here? Sure. You know, uh, early 1900s, Germans didn't have a great name. So I don't know. I don't know. But I, I've got a lot of different nationalities yes yeah but very appreciative of our country yeah so uh i think it's natural to us and so you you, you might be listening and you're uh american and you also have your heritage from the country you were born or you're uh someone who immigrated to this country mm-hmm. and i think that's one of the beautiful things about living in south florida in particular is we're just surrounded by that we yeah. have such a beautiful picture of how people from all over the world come to live here in South Florida mm-hmm. and join uh, this nation. And so that's a neat thing to be a part of. And it makes me think of, I had a seventh grade civics teacher, Mr. Harrison. Okay. And Mr. I still Harrison. remember him. he was very strict, very strict. Great teacher though. <laughs> and um, I remember just learning as a seventh grader, all of these different things in that civics class that are unique to our country or that kind of set, set us apart in the way that uh, our nation was founded. And and it helped me as a young man even gain an appreciation for certain things and privileges that we have here yeah. that are a huge blessing. Things like, I remember hearing him describe the concept of having a, a trial with a jury of your peers, mm. right? And why, rather than mob so rule, right? Yeah. And yeah. we get annoyed when we get jury duty, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But like, we don't have mob rule or just one person deciding upon, you know, ruling like a king, like mm-hmm. a human king, what is placed. But we have a jury of our peers and what that does for, for justice and the opportunity for justice. I remember learning about, you know, in the preamble of the Constitution, the idea of uh, the, the goal is to form a more perfect union. That's mm-hmm. the goal. And it's a project. It's not a once in one time thing. And so being grateful for our country, being grateful for the opportunities we have, grateful for a shared vision of liberty and justice for all. And mm. I think Independence Day presents Christians with the opportunity to be grateful for all of those really wonderful things for the men and women who serve our nation in a number of ways and to to pray, pray for our country. Mm. Yeah, that's really good. And, and what I hear in you is gratefulness, contentment, thankfulness. Yeah. And I think that might be the way we should frame this conversation or maybe begin it. Right. That's the way you want to approach it. Yeah. When it comes to patriotism. Yes. When it comes to how you feel about your country, because I think everyone would agree our country is not perfect. Yeah. It's got its flaws. It's got its, they've had their mistakes. Things are going on that we might agree with or we might disagree with. There's all of that probably happening in every single country. And well, I think there, it is happening in every single country in our world. But there's really a lot to be thankful for, yeah. be grateful for. And we're called to be thankful, grateful, right. content, no matter really what's going on, no matter what our situation is. That's that's a really good way to frame it because, you know, history has a 100% record of every nation being flawed. Yeah. 100%. I mean, there, there is not, even when God formed a nation for himself, Israel, mm-hmm. and we have their story preserve for us in our Bibles. Yeah. Oh, it's messy. Their story is so flawed and messed up in a number of ways and then beautiful in a number of ways. Mm -hmm. And they were set apart. And, uh, you know, so, so anyways, because a nation is made up of humans Mm -hmm. and we as Christians have as a framework 
in the gospel is that humans are broken and sinful and in need of redemption. Mm. Every nation, including our own, which is which is what we're going to get here into here in this next section. Um, every nation has their flaws, their yeah. their scars, their traumas, their wrongs and evils. Every nation does. It's because we're humans, because we're people, and so all that to say, the the kind of pride we're talking about is not the pride, self righteousness. You know, the the pride that the Bible condemns. We're talking about. You know, like I'm proud of my children, um, mm. like I'm proud of them, and express that that kind of delight and gratitude for. That's what we're getting at, and I think the good form of patriotism is that sense of um, gratitude. Uh, I want to strive to help my nation be better. I, I want to mm. be a part of this nation flourishing and thriving. I want to love my neighbor. I want to treat my fellow citizens with honor, dignity, and respect. Mm. I think that's that's a uniting thing that we should we should celebrate and cheer on. Yeah, help us understand that, because um, I think that's a great way to look at it. What does it mean to be a Christian patriot? Sure. You know, because I think I know people that personally struggle with being a patriot to their country as a Christian. Right. Um, and so maybe it's that they, they don't have any patriotism, or maybe they have a bad view of patriotism. Yeah. And then I also know some people that maybe have too much patriotism, sure. if you know what I mean. like. It, it it's you wonder yeah. who's first Jesus or their country you right. know so like what's a good healthy maybe it's a, a middle ground like and yeah. I think defining the word pride is health, helpful too like you did right. because when we say pride generally that's in a negative sense biblically yeah um, but like you're proud of your your children you're proud of uh, your culture like those aren't necessarily unhealthy things yeah. in the right context so yes. maybe you could help us frame that up what would be a good approach to being sure. a Christian patriot? So I would say it like this. Um, I think there's a couple of pitfalls that we can slip into mm. in this. The first pitfall is we can think that being patriotic or having this love for your country means that you're blind to all of its flaws and to it's current and past failures. Mm. So patriotism doesn't mean blind approval or it doesn't need to mean you know, mm. love of country does not need to mean you wash over the skeletons in the closet mm -hmm. or you turn a blind eye to the injustices currently that you want to work towards making right. Uh, I think it's important for us to be honest about our history as a nation. I think it's important that we talk about the wonderful things that have happened in our country and the, the things that have happened in our country that are evil and vile. Mm -hmm. And like I just said, because we're a country of humans, it's filled with both. And uh, one of the things that this idea of blind approval, you know, it, it's it's tempting for us in any family history to try and ignore the ugly parts. Mm -hmm. You know, when any family get together is happening, I think every family has those taboo subjects or <laughs> those shady uncles, you know, <laughs> like that relative we don't Just bring the up. things you don't bring up. We don't or talk that about person. Bruno. Yeah, you know? that person, that thing, that situation. Right. Yeah. And uh, I think that, you know, we need to be honest and open about those things mm -hmm. uh, and also see them in context. It's not the only thing as well. Mm -hmm. And so love of country, uh, to love this nation and to seek to work towards its flourishing does not mean blind approval of everything that has ever happened mm. or whitewashing it as if it, you know, all of the ugly parts are just kind of smoothed out and sugarcoated. 
And, and it's important because if we really love this country, we'll want to learn from the past failures, learn yeah. how oh, yeah. did we get there? How That's can good. we learn from history so that it doesn't repeat itself? And like, you know, that project of becoming a more perfect union, how can we, with those new lessons in mind, how can we work towards an even greater, a more beautiful liberty and justice for all realized to a greater extent? And I think that's what we should be after. Mm. Yeah. So that, that would that's be the good. first one. It's We're really not good. talking about blind approval in the same way when I say to my son, I'm so proud of you. Mm-hmm. That does not mean I'm proud of everything he's ever done or said. Or you look past all of his sins and flaws. Right. Like right. you're still going to talk to him about that. Yes. You're not going to avoid those things. Yeah. In fact, I want him to learn from those past flaws and sins and uh, grow, grow beyond those and uh, work through that. Um, but at the same time, I'm proud of him. Like I, right. I love him. I'm, I, I'll brag about him, you right. know, cause I see those qualities. And I think that there's some that overreact perhaps is the word to use, or maybe not overreact, but just all that you see is the flaws mm-hmm. and you have an expectation that, you know, we're supposed to be perfect, that there's supposed to be a human civilization that's perfect. A utopia. A utopia. And therefore you can't be grateful for anything because all you have is this. I, in front of you. I mean, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Justin, but I, th- I feel like that was what was being promised in the 90s, the 2000s, maybe even the 2010s. I don't know what we call them, the 10s, mm. um, that we were striving for this perfect utopia mm. and that the suburban uh, trend was part of that. Mm. We were really striving for a perfect civilization. Just everything just flows perfectly. Everything's going good. Everyone's taken care of. Mm. There was this drive for it. And I think it's very clear we have not achieved that. Yeah. Not even close. And maybe some people feel like it's even gotten worse. Sure. And so, you know, I think maybe what's part part of this conversation is where's your identity found in? Mm-hmm. Right? If your identity is found in that the fact that you're an American before anything else, your tendency is going to be overlook the negatives or take the negatives so passionately and so personally that you either do have to overlook them or you're just completely destroyed by what you're seeing. Mm. I mean, same thing with, you know, being a father. If being a father is your identity before being a son of God, then you're going to crumble when you realize you're not the perfect dad Yeah, <laughs> or something comes up and it, sure. and it shows you how you made a mistake or you failed in some yeah. way. And rather being being in a position to say, you, you know what, I'm sorry, yeah. dad messed up. Let's talk about that. Yeah. You can't because your identity is wrapped up in it. It would be to say you're mm. a horrible human being in general, right? Sure. Um, so I, I feel like identity is a big part of this conversation. Too. Yeah. I, I What I'm hearing you say is when your heart is so wrapped up in uh, uh, your nation in particular in this instance, but like you said, we can do this with anything. Right. It becomes an idol. And it becomes a thing you depend on and lean on. And it's one thing to have a burden for your nation to flourish and thrive and to work towards that and be saddened and broken over things that we see in our nation that we would long to see fixed. It's one thing to do that. I think that can be healthy and good. Mm. But then it's another thing to be devastated and, you know, in despair. Right. And cataclysmically just hopeless. Mm -hmm. And if that's where we're at, uh, then it might be that we've taken our eyes off of Christ as our first allegiance mm-hmm. and the kingdom of God as our citizenship primarily. Mm-hmm. And we've drifted into maybe a little too much. And so, 
yeah the, the other the other thing i would say too is patriotism love of country is not superiority complex right mm -hmm. it's not mm -hmm. uh you know i am better than you know the other person there's a fun silly version of this that you know in sport or competition for example if it's the olympics or world cup mm -hmm. you know countries and even there's an unhealthy version of this too oh, yeah. right where yeah. things can get violent which is just gets out of hand right um but there's a fun silly way to be competitive like mm -hmm. you know the united states it, it's beautiful yeah yeah. These countries competing against each other—that's sure. so much fun. That's yeah. it's a beautiful thing. Uh, yeah, as a lover of sport myself, I, I'm all about it. Okay, I'm all about the sport competition kind of thing. Mm -hmm. However, when I'm proud of my country takes a toxic turn towards I despise or disdain people of other nations and see them as inferior to me, mm -hmm. right? There, there is a place that there is a place where our heart can change to I have a superiority complex because of my nation. Um, and it's possible for that idolatry to, to come up in us. And we got to be watchful of our minds, of the voices that are speaking into our, our thinking, making sure that our, our form of love of nation, of country, is not turning into a worship of country. Yeah. And the way that this plays out is then political leaders and political parties present themselves as saviors mm -hmm. and their followers and their adherents, their their base becomes their loyal church that gives them their unflinching devotion mm -hmm. and uh, where politics takes on this religious tone. And that's where we need to have our, our make sure we're, we're have our eyes open to the possibility of that. And so when we're talking about love of country, uh, patriotic celebration of Independence Day. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about um, superiority. We're not. We're not talking about pride in the in the biblical sense that's condemned right. of of making yourself to be God and looking down upon others. That's not what we're getting at. We're talking about what does it look like to be grateful for love, work for the good of your nation, to seek the good of the city, the welfare of our of our nation in that way. Yeah, that's really good, Justin. Um, and the reality is that's what the gospel uproots, isn't it? The gospel yeah. is the, is what comes in and flips that upside down, that way mm. of thinking mm. for us. Yeah, yeah, it uproots any superiority we might have. It mm. brings us all before Jesus, wherever we find ourselves, wherever we're from, equal in his sight, in need, in desperate need of a rescuer who has come for all nations. And that's the beautiful thing. The church is a community of believers from all peoples, from all nations, tribes, mm. and tongues. Mm -hmm. The vision in Revelation 5 and 7 of the, the church around the throne of God is its people from every nation, tribe, and tongue. And our primary allegiance before we are citizens of any nation, we are citizens first of heaven and belong to the family of God. And so we share that in common with brothers and sisters from different nations around the world. And we have that fellowship with them and that union with them to a level that exceeds beyond where we live mm. because it's a union that goes on into eternity because of our common savior. So a lot of this is just about priorities. It's about perspective mm. and keeping things in the right order of mm -hmm. things. And so uh, I just, to kind of close, I think of this beautiful passage in Acts 13, verse 1. It's a description of the church at Antioch. Maybe you could read that, Josh. Sure. It says, now, now there were in the church of Antioch prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, 
Menaean of life, a lifelong friend of Herod, the Tetrarch, and Saul. Well, there you go. So this description of the church at Antioch, what's fascinating is you've got people from all over. Uh, you've got uh, you've got Barnabas. Uh, you've got Simeon, who was called Niger. Um, that word Niger, it communicates to us. It's a Latin word that communicates to us. He's probably from a descendant from Africa somewhere. Mm. Lucius of Cyrene. Cyrene is in modern-day Libya. And then this guy named uh, Manaean, who was a lifelong friend of King Herod, one of the one of the leaders there in mm-hmm. Jerusalem. So he was above, probably among the elite class, so to speak. So you got people from all over, Jewish background, African background. You have someone who's from Cyrene. All, all of this gathering together who are leaders in the church at Antioch. And it's a beautiful picture of the unifying power of the gospel and of the way that ultimately, ultimately, our allegiance, first and foremost, is to our King, King Jesus. And so in America, there are opportunities that we are so grateful for. We can do a podcast right now, and uh, we can gather for worship on Sundays, and we don't have to do it in secret like some of our brothers and sisters in Christ have to. We can share the gospel and invite people to put their faith in Jesus freely in America, and there are places in the world where you are in threat of your life for telling people about Jesus in that way. We get to vote for who we want our leaders to be in America. Mm-hmm. Um, we can gather for worship, like I said. So so all of that, are so many things we need to be thankful mm-hmm. for and pray for our nation and to make sure that we have our allegiance in the right order, the right perspective, and uh, to love our nation enough to work towards the the betterment of it, the the, the flourishing of it, and, and to do it to the glory of God. Yeah, no, that's so good. Gratefulness and thankfulness, contentment. It's an opportunity to express those things and even teach our children, hey, this is why we are content. We are thankful for the country that we live in. We yeah. can express that patriotism and seek the welfare of our city. Yeah. Well, this has been another episode of the City Rev Life podcast. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to the City Rev Life podcast. Feel free to subscribe or leave a rate and review. If you want more content or additional resources, head to cityrev.org or download our app. We hope you have a great day.